Ilya Sorokin takes his game to another level, and the Islanders blank the Oilers 3 to nothing. We have our key takeaways from this game, including how the Islanders shut down one of the most dangerous players in the NHL, plus what Islander fans have to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. All that and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got so much to talk about on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question you'd like to ask, a comment about something we discussed on the show, or maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode of Locked On Islanders, feel free to send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And, of course, I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So make sure you join me there for instant insight and analysis and it's always great to interact with islander fans game time or anytime so do feel free to to follow and mention and get in touch with me great to talk a little islanders hockey with you wow islanders blank the edmonton oilers three to nothing in this game and while there is a lot to discuss let's start with the big one Ilya sorokin 50 saves to earn the shutout over the Edmonton Oilers. And look, we all know the names. Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is one of the best offensive teams in the National Hockey League. And not only did Ilya Sorokin shut them out, but... He made 50 saves to get there. 11 shots on goal for Zach Hyman in this game. Dreisaitl had five. The Islanders held McDavid to three. But you know what? Connor McDavid still doing Connor McDavid things. But Ilya Sorokin doing Ilya Sorokin things. And last night, Sorokin, the difference maker in this game. He made 
some really spectacular saves. And you look at the shot chart, and there were a lot of shots in the high danger area, but the good news is Sorokin did not allow a lot of rebounds. He had excellent rebound control when he did. And the Islanders' defense allowed him to see most of the shots. And as a result of that, the Islanders got the shutout. Five penalties killed off by the Islanders' power uh, penalty killers. And J.G. Pajot gets a shorthanded goal. So the Islanders' PK, five for five at killing off the dangerous Oilers power play, which was second in the league coming into this game. And then they get a plus one by getting the goal by Pajot. Parise with a great pass to set up that goal. And then it was Pajot uh, taking a, you know, making a centering pass that deflected in off of a defenseman with Anders Lee right in front to screen him. So that was great, and Barzal getting an assist on that one. And then the last goal, all three Islander goals coming in the second period. Defenseman Sebastian Ajo with his second. Great play by Oliver Wallstrom to make that possible. Another assist to Casey Sezikis. But I'll tell you, on those three goals, you have one even strength, one power play, one shorthanded but it was exactly enough for the Islanders to get the job done. 31 shots for the Islanders on Jack Campbell. A solid offensive effort, but even though you had 50 shots on goal given up, the Islanders still uh, you know, doing a good job defensively, and that was very important. Now, before the game even started, Kyle Palmieri uh, did not play. He was scratched with an undisclosed injury. So the Islanders call up Simon Holmstrom. And he ended up in this game as a plus one. Uh, did not figure in the scoring. Did not record a shot on goal. But looked solid uh, in 12 minutes and 9 seconds of ice time. Had one takeaway, two hits. And, uh, oh, excuse me, no, no hits, but played a solid overall game. And when you're making your NHL debut and you don't look out of place and you've got to keep up with a speedy and skilled Edmonton Oilers team, you know, that was what he needed. And the, the, the line that Lane Lambert put together, Matthew Barzal, Simon Holmstrom, and Oliver Wallstrom. So it was Barzy and the Stroms, basically. Uh, on that line, but congratulations to Simon Holmstrom for his first NHL game, and congratulations to Ilya Sorokin for a truly memorable 50-save shutout, and uh, I I'll tell you, it was just great. The Islanders' defensemen continue to, s to contribute offensively, and the identity line continued to set the pace. The, the biggest concern I had from this game that I didn't like realistically was the, the fact that they just took five penalties. And one or two of them were definitely kind of ticky-tack calls that you, you just don't like. I, I mean, that Barzal interference call, eh, you know. But, like, the call on Romanov and call on Pulak, those were pretty obvious and 
the Islanders, you know, when you're up against one of the best power play teams in the National Hockey League, you give Dreisaitl and and uh, McDavid and Nugent Hopkins and Hyman five chances with the man advantage. You're asking for trouble. You're playing with fire. But the Islanders managed to play with fire and not get burned. Uh, kudos also, by the way, to Scott Mayfield. Played a smart game. Uh, had two block shots, including one on the PK that was absolutely painful. And he played... 23 minutes and 19 seconds, second most on the team. This win, if you sum it up, was Islanders hockey. Give up more shots on goal than you get, but most of them not quality chances. Come up with some timely goals. Play smart, positional, defensive hockey. And get outstanding goaltending from Ilya Sorokin. The result, a 3-0 Islanders win. And that was absolutely a thing of beauty. So congratulations to Ilya Sorokin. Congratulations to Simon Holmstrom. And to the New York Islanders, who end up with an impressive 3-0 win over the Oilers. So uh, put another W in the bank, and we move on to the next game, which will come up on Friday. And we'll see how that one plays out Friday in Columbus against the Blue Jackets. We have got a lot more to get to on this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. We will have our things that Islander fans should be thankful for. And believe me, there are plenty of them this year. And uh, we'll talk about that. We'll have some more thoughts from today's game. And an offensive defenseman from the early 90s will be our Islanders' birthday of the day. We've got all that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, World Cup soccer and esports, and of course hockey. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And look, you want to, uh, you believe that the Islanders are going to continue their winning ways in Columbus on Friday? Check out the odds at betonline.net. I know you would have gotten some amazing odds of uh, Ilya Sorokin shutting out the Oilers. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most... To the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, we have reached Thanksgiving. It is my favorite holiday, I have to say. I mean, you know, food, family, friends, some football. Uh, To me, always something that I look forward to. And the other thing I love about uh, Thanksgiving is, you know, it's not a religious holiday. 
There's no controversy uh, or not much controversy surrounding it. Everybody celebrates it. It is the quintessential American holiday. And uh, I, I love that about this day and, you know, just some great memories I have throughout my life uh, when I think about Thanksgiving. And the Islanders, uh, you know, put us all in a good mood heading into Thanksgiving by beating the Oilers. But things that I'm thankful for. As an Islanders fan, let's start with this. The New York Islanders are winning again. And, yeah, it's still early in the season. I'm, I'm not going to debate that. But 13-8, and 26 points, uh, second place right now in the Metropolitan Division. All good things. If you would have told me before the season started that this is where the Islanders would be after 21 games, I would take it in a heartbeat. I'm also... Very thankful for Lane Lambert, the new Islanders coach, because he has given this team a little jolt of offense that they hadn't had. If you would have told me that after 20 games, the Islanders would be in the top 10 in the league in goals scored, I would have taken that in a heartbeat as well. Uh, and I, I like the way he's gone about coaching this team. Uh, I'm certainly thankful for Ilya Sorokin. And everything that he does, you know, at the end of the day, if you're a hockey fan and an Islanders fan, watching a brilliant goaltender, a talented goalie like Ilya Sorokin do his thing game in and game out is a pleasure. And just sit back and enjoy nights like last night when you get that big shutout against a dangerous offensive club like the Oilers. Watching Sorokin, who is now in his prime, is something I am definitely thankful for. I'm thankful for the UBS arena. And I'll tell you, it, it is brand new. It is beautiful. For so many years, Islander fans had to hear other fans from around the league complain about the old barn and complain about Barkley Center. Oh, it's not a hockey arena. Oh, it's... Uh, you know, you don't even have the scoreboard at center ice. It's, you know, have obstructed view seats. And, oh, the old barn, it's so run down. It's so dilapidated. Okay. The old barn was our old barn. It may be, uh, it may have been outdated and it may have been not very fancy, but it was home. But now the Islanders have a state-of-the-art, brand-new arena. It's located in a much more convenient place than, uh, Barkley Center was for most Long Island-based fans, and it's just a, a great place to watch a hockey game. You have the noise and the sight lines that you had were similar to the Coliseum, but a new state-of-the-art arena, So, uh, and, and it means the Islanders are staying on Long Island, so I am very thankful, certainly, for that. Uh, I am also thankful for the identity line. Why am I thankful for the identity line? Think about it. The identity line, to me, it kind of symbolizes a lot about Islander fans. They are not fancy, but they work hard. They are sort of the blue-collar, uh, hard-working players who know what they're supposed to do to be successful, and they do it. And I, I think that epitomizes a lot of people on Long Island, hardworking people who love the game of hockey and love their Islanders. And so to me, the identity line 
really is sort of uh, symbolic of the way Islander fans are and the way Islander fans view the game. Also, uh, you know, I'll say it this way. I'm thankful for the New York Rangers and for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New Jersey Devils and the Flyers. I'm thankful for rivalries. Uh, I don't like those teams as an Islander fan, as somebody who, who has been following this team since the beginning of, of time in 1972. But let's face it, rivalry games make the sport more fun. Most of the time, Ranger fans and Islander fans or Islander fans and Flyer fans, whatever, you know, those are your friends and your neighbors. And, and, and most of the time, it's in good fun. But the intensity of games against division opponents and in particular the Rangers, uh, you know, to me that adds another level and another dimension to the game. And I truly, truly love it. I am thankful also for Matthew Barzal to really be able to watch a skilled player like Barzi do things that a lot of hockey players cannot do or just wish they could do. To me, that is uh, exciting, and I still think that he can take his game to another level before all is said and done. So uh, I I am definitely thankful for Barzi. I am also thankful for the ability to do this podcast. You know, we have done more than 750 episodes of Locked on Islanders since we started in November of 2019. And the idea that I can do this podcast and share my passion of the Islanders with all of you and just, you know, enjoy watching all the Islander games and analyzing them and breaking them down It is a pleasure for me and to get to know a lot of you online and talk to you about Islanders hockey, connect with all of you, that for me is truly a blessing and I thank you. Now, I did ask on yesterday's show that if anybody wanted to, uh, you know, send us an email with regard to what they were thankful for as Islander fans, that that would be a welcome thing and I did get one from... My, our friend Frank in North Patchogue, and here's what he wrote. Gil, I am thankful for being an Islanders fan from the beginning. I saw that very first game at the Coliseum in October of 1972, which, by the way, was against the old Atlanta Flames, and the rest was history. I decided to get my season tickets right after we beat the Rangers in the 1975 playoffs, and I am glad that I did. I had those seats for... Uh, excuse me, for 16 seasons, and I saw it all. Long Island was the epicenter of the hockey world in those days. My Ranger uh, fan friends didn't care for that, but now that I'm taking my grandkids to games, I just hope they can see the Islanders skate the cup around UBS a few times. I'm also thankful for you. I listen to the podcast every morning as I prepare for work, and you do a great job. Another thank you for your book, Ice Wars. That is an amazing compendium of the history of our rivalry with the Rangers. You bring back some great memories for me. It is so well written, and I like how you compose the book. Bravo, Frank from North Patchogue. Frank, thank you so much. I was really, really touched when I got that uh, email with your what you were thankful for as an Islander fan. Uh, 
made my day and then some and uh, really touched me. So thank you, Frank. And no, I didn't pay Frank uh, or even ask him to do that. So Frank, thank you very much. And, and I want to wish all Locked On Islanders viewers and listeners a very, very happy and safe Thanksgiving. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and some final thoughts about last night's game. All of that and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. I'm a day early with this one, but Friday will be the 50. Uh, seventh birthday of former Islanders defenseman Jeff Norton, the native of Acton, Massachusetts, went uh, to the University of Michigan for three years, was drafted by the Isles in the third round back in 1984, and joined the Islanders for the 87-88 season, uh, and then essentially stayed with the team through the 92-93 campaign. Later played for the San Jose Sharks, St. Louis Blues, Edmonton Oilers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Florida Panthers, the Sharks again, the Penguins, the Sharks uh, again, the Panthers, and the Bruins. All told, in addition to playing for the U.S. Olympic team in 1988, he played 799 games in the NHL, 52 goals, 384 points, and 615 penalty minutes. Uh, 65 playoff games, four goals, 25 points in those. Norton, a good passer, a good puck-moving and and offensive-minded defenseman, had 12 goals for the Isles in 92-93, and gave the Islanders uh, strength on the power play and really helped, uh, you know, did his best work setting up his teammates and creating offensive chances. We go back to one of Jeff Norton's better games as an Islander, January 12th, 1993. We go back to the old barn, Islanders and the Calgary Flames. Mike Vernon gets the start for the Flames. Mark Fitzpatrick for the Isles. And the Flames get on the board first. Future Islander Robert Reichel, his 15th from Theo Fleury and Gary Roberts. Just 2:04 into the game, it was a power play goal. Scott Lachance was off for roughing. But the Islanders tie it and then take the lead on a couple of goals by Vladimir Malakov. First one was at even strength, his ninth from Travis Green at 5.47. And then with Trent Yawney in the box for hooking, Malakov, his 10th on the power play, Derek King and Pierre Turgeon with the assist at 12.04. Isles up 2-1 to one after one. In the second period, Scott Lachance gets a pair of goals to get the Islanders to a 4-1 to one lead. First, his third from Mick Vakoda and Richard Crom at 142. Then his fourth from Crom and Tom Fitzgerald at 807. Sergei Makarov makes it 4 to 2 when he scores for the Flames. Trent Yawney and Gary Roberts, the assist at 1304. Isles up by a pair heading into the third period. Ian Frazier makes it 5 2 Isles. Turjan and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Jeff Norton with the assist at 207. And then. With Theo Fleury off for elbowing Jeff Norton, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his eighth of the year on the power play, Ian Frazier and Pierre Turgeon, the helpers at 431. And then another power play opportunity, Frazier, his second of the game, 
Derek King, and yes, Jeff Norton, our Islanders' birthday of the day with the assists. Then Richard Crom scores his first. Malakov and Fitzgerald, the helpers. Islanders win this one 8-2 over the Flames. They chase Mike Vernon. Jeff Reese finishes up and gives up the last three goals. Mark Fitzpatrick, 27 saves. Islanders out, shoot the Flames 32-29. But for Jeff Norton, a goal, two assists. He was a plus one, and he had two shots on goal in this one. One, the goal he scored did come on the power play. So happy 57th birthday, a day early to Jeff Norton. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. This win really, I think, means a lot because this win, this game was a challenge. You're coming home after a four-game road trip. It is easy to be tired. It is easy to be a step slow. And yet, I think the emotional come-from-behind win over Toronto helped. It set the stage. And you play two games back-to-back against two of the better offensive teams in the league, the, uh, the, the Maple Leafs and the Oilers, and you give up a total of two goals in those two games. That is an impressive couple of games. And the beautiful thing about it, the Islanders didn't have a slow start last night. They came to play from the opening faceoff for the first time in a while. They played a fairly consistent game over 60 minutes. Yeah, there were times when Edmonton was carrying the play, but more often than not, the game was either even or you never had the feeling that the Islanders were out of control. They just felt like they were doing the things they needed to do to keep the Oilers off the board. And then you got that great goaltending from Ilya Sorokin. So overall... Just a great performance. J.G. Pajot, extremely strong. And then, you know, everyone played their role. Casey Sezikis, uh, Parise and Pajot on the penalty kills. Sezikis and Clutterbuck. Brock Nelson held out, helped out when one of the other penalty killers was in the box. It was just a great team effort. I love to see it. This is Islanders hockey at its best. And this is the kind of games this team needs to play to win consistently. Now the question is, can they keep it going? We will be back tomorrow. We will have a full preview of the game in Columbus on Friday and Saturday's game against the Flyers back here at the UBS Arena, plus a whole lot more. So make sure you join us for that. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy and stay safe both on Thanksgiving and the start of Black Friday. We will be back tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. And of course, let's go Islanders.